Devarim chapter 32, the song of Hazinu, or the poem of Hazinu. And it begins, Hazinu Ashamayim Vadabeira Vitishmaretz in Refi. The song begins by addressing heaven and earth. Listen, heavens, let me speak. Let the earth hear the words I utter. Now, this song, as it's called, the Shira, or poem, at the end of chapter 31, Moshe is instructed to write this Shira, write this poem down, and to teach Israel the poem, chapter 31, verse 22, Moshe writes down the poem, and Moshe teaches the poem to Israel. And this picks up, of course, on a theme that we've seen in the book of Devarim, the emphasis on writing, many times writing. In fact, in the recent chapters, when you come into the land, you should write the Torah on stones. Moshe, in the previous chapter, writes the Torah and gives it to the Kohanim, B'nai Levi, and instructs that every seven years, and the festival of Sukkot, when everybody gathers together, this Torah should be read to all of Israel. What we call Hakel, chapter 31, verse number 10, verse 11, verse 12. And now again, writing, and teach the people. Now this Hazidu poem is interesting in the sense it begins with God as creator. It begins uh, by describing the God who created the world and the various nations. Is God not the Father who created you, fashioned you, and made you endure? And verse number 7 of chapter 32, So the text that we have before us, when the Most High gave nations their homes and set the divisions of the human, God fixed the boundaries of peoples and the text we have is in relation to Israel's numbers, the Mispar B'nai Yisrael. And presumably what that means is that there is a tradition that there are 70 nations. In fact, it's a tradition that's based on some of the verses in Genesis. And we know that when Jacob came down to Israel, the Torah says, B'shivim Nefesh, came down with 70 souls. So there's a relationship between the 70 nations and the 70 souls. And that's the text that we have before us. And that is an emphasis that there's a special place for Israel within creation. That's verse number 9. God's portion is God's people. Jacob is God's own allotment. There is, in fact, in the Septuagint, another reading, not in the Mispar B'nai Yisrael, but in the Mispar B'nai El, according to the number of, literally, B'nai El, sons of God. And the idea being that and this is found in many Midrashim as well, of course. Every nation has their own, their own angel, their own quasi-deity. And, in fact, even in the book of Dvarim, uh, the Torah speaks of the sun, the moon, the stars, that God has a portion to the other nations. But that, that's not Israel's portion. Israel's portion is directly connected to God. And that's a way to read, if you have that other reading, that's what it's saying over here. The other nations have... Mispar b'nei el, but chelak Hashem amo Yaakov chevon achlato. In any event, that's in the Septuagint. Our reading is different, but it starts with creation, 
and in one form or another, the special relationship that Israel has to God from the beginning of time. And then, in verse number 10, the poem continues, Yimsa'el bi'eret midbar uvetohu yilel yeshimon. That God found him, Israel, in a desert region, an empty, howling waste. God circled him, God watched over him, God guarded him, like the pupil of God's eye. So what it's talking about, and it's very interesting, it doesn't talk about what happened prior to the desert. The poem is focused on the desert experience. The story of the Torah, basically, is the story of Israel in the desert. And the idea of the desert is to break away from the past, and somehow Israel is formed in the desert. And that's the nature of this poem. The poem emphasizes how in the desert, God took special care and special concern for this people. God supported the people. God carried the people. God alone guides the people. Hashem badad yanchenu. And not only that, even moving forward, Yarkiveo Abamate Aretz in verse 13, Vayochal to Nevot Sadai, Vayenikeo Devash Misela Veshemen Mechal Mishtzur, that God set the people atop the highlands to feast on the yield of the earth. God fed Israel honey from the crag and oil from the flinty rock, perhaps allusions to the story in the desert, water from a rock. But the point is the special care that God took for people that are in a desert. It's reminiscent of the verse, verses in Yechezkel about the, the parable of God who passes by the stranger who sees the baby swaddled in blood and cleans the baby up and cares for the baby. The image of the parent is the image of the poem. The parent who created you, created the world, but specially created you, and in the desert took you, one might say adopted you, cared for you, raised you. And what happens though in the poem, in verse 15, and this is the basic theme of the book of Dvarim. That Israel, Yishurun as they're called over here, which means straight, Yashar, direct or straight, but Yishurun grew fat and kicked. Shamanta avita kasita. You grew fat, gross, and coarse. And the idea is that all the goods that God has given the people, they become misshapen. Misshapen, not just physically misshapen, but misshapen in the sense of misshapen values. They forget how they got where, in fact, they are, which is the theme of the book of Zvarim. The concern of Sefer Zvarim is never going back to Egypt. The people that are addressed in the book of Zvarim were never in Egypt. The concern is forgetting how you got where you are. And the texts of the book of Zvarim are constantly reminding us not to forget how we got where we are, not to forget God's kindnesses, not to forget the people that came before us, the wandering Aramean, Aramio Vedavi, and all the kindnesses of God. So the poem is about a prediction or a warning, because basically it's a warning of what could happen if, in fact, you forget the God who created you. And the rest of the poem contains descriptions of God's great anger, an anger of betrayal, an anger of a sense of not being appreciated, and there's a description of God's terrible anger in the ensuing verses, to the extent that God considers eliminating the people altogether. Amarti Afehem in verse number 26, I might have reduced them to naught. 
made their memory cease among the humans. But, and this is verse 27, What God says is, at first, that the reason I'm not going to do this is, literally, I fear that the adversaries will take credit for this. They will say that they did it. They won't credit God. God didn't do any of this. And that's what saves the people. What saves the people is not their own merit, but what saves the people are the demerits of the others. That's one basic theme. And it's a very sobering poem. Very sobering poem. And a poem is something that you are, we are taught to remember. We remember poems, we remember songs. But there is something else about Hazinu which is very interesting. The theme of Hazinu begins with the created beings, we would say children. Children created by God in the beginning of time. Children created, as it were, in the desert. But, as the poem continues, it moves from children to servants. Verse number 36, God will literally judge, or God will vindicate God's people. And God will, Yitnecham, will literally change God's mind, or take revenge, perhaps, al-avadav, on God's servants. There are banim and there are avadim. There are children who are raised, children who are supported, but there are those who serve. And the song moves from a focus on banim to a focus on avadim. In fact, that's how the poem ends. Hanino goyim amo, kidam avadav gikom. The translation here in the JPS is nations acclaim God's people. God will avenge the blood of God's servants. We remember that in the book of Dvarim, the book will end with the death of Moshe, and it describes Moshe as God's Evid. Moshe is Evid Hashem. So the poem is saying, as it were, that yes, it's a warning about forgetting. It's a warning about taking things for granted, and God is very angry. Description of God is an angry God, a betrayed God. But at the end of the day, God will care for those who serve God. There are within the people those who remain God's servants, loyal to God. God will wreak vengeance on God's enemies for the sake of God's servants. The text we have before us here is and cleanse the land of God's people. So there's a movement in this song that we are not to forget from Bonim to Avadim, from children to servants.